you're listening to a Big MX Radio Podcast. Brought to you by Arma Energy. Presented by Fly Racing, W Wheels, Bill's Pipes, Just One Helmets, X-Brand Goggles, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Roy Borton Suspension, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Simply the best, motocross and supercross news from around the globe. And now, here's your host, Brad Gephardt. Welcome to the Arma Energy Big MX Radio Show. I am your host, Brad Gephardt, and these podcasts are brought to you by Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Bill's Pipes, Just One Helmets, and W Wheels. With us on the line today, we've got none other than Jesse Pierce, the 27 machine racing up here in Canada this year. Jesse, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Just uh, been having a lot of fun with it. I, I've been getting to ride my race bike the past two weeks. So really just getting that tuned in to everything I like. And yeah, yesterday was a lot of fun. Uh, track was good. Conditions were good. Friends were all there. So got some sick picks. And then today I just got to relax and ride my pit bike and have a little fun with that. Solid. So um, how how is your, your race program working from, from compared to last year to this year? And uh, like what what what's changed about your program? Well, last year I actually ended up, I guess, retiring because right, I didn't quit. You know, I I'll, I'll always ride no matter what. But yeah, I took a step back in April from racing, and uh, like three weeks before the East Coast Canadian rounds, my uh, local dealership got something together where uh, you know, they'd pay for me to go up there and race this and that, and so I kind of came from off the couch to I was able to ride like two weeks prior to it. And caught a TR, got a motor done, and everything got put together really, really quick. But uh, I went into it, like, you know, not not in good condition. I like go for a whole shot at the first moto. I went fast for like four laps, and then you know, fell off the face of the earth. I <laughs> I was even pulling away there at first. I feel good. like I love sand. That's all I ride around here, and uh, felt great. But I just couldn't maintain the pace. Just getting too tired, and each round fitness-wise got better. But um, I never really had any like crazy breakthrough rides. I guess you could say I got a fifth at Deschambault, and then DNF the next moto in the mud. But the best I actually felt riding was at Overton. Like, unfortunately, I got bad starts every single time because I only had a little top end work. There was nothing crazy to my bike, just enough to get by. And uh, that start was insane. I've never rode a track like that too. It was like crazy hills and elevations it's probably one of the favorite tracks i've ever ridden but i rode the best ever there like the first moto bad start after a little step up i like jumped up it and landed into a bunch of down bikes got up worked all the way up to fifth and crashed again the first moto and got like i think it was 12th and then second moto same story uh bad start worked all the way up to the front and then i think i crashed twice that moto unfortunately but it was a a lot of fun, but this year, you know, I've been riding. I got a great winter of training in the GPS. I ended up spraining both my ankles at the end there, so I'm still kind of recovering from that. Um, I don't know why. They're just taking a long time to get strong. They still bother me a little bit, but I've been able to ride and get a lot of time. I already have my race bike, so we're getting everything prepared. And I've been in the gym training at Modern MMA. Uh, those guys are it really kicked my ass, so I'm feeling like I'm in better shape than ever as far as fitness goes. It's just getting everything else out. 
before I head into the Nationals, but right now there's a couple things in the works. I mean, I'd rather race in Canada. Like, I like the atmosphere there. Like, everyone's friends. and um, Like, my bike can compete up there, which is great. Where yeah, it's like a it, local race almost. Yeah, well, racing in Canada kind of reminds me of Loretta because you have, you have your factory riders that are, you know, they're, they're the guys, just like you have the factory riders at Loretta Lynn. But then when you're lining up against them, like, you look down the line and you're like, all right, well, my bike can compete. You know, there's nothing, like, insane. And then, like, speed-wise, you know, I think, like, I have that chance of winning where, like, same when I go to Loretta's, where in the States, you look down the line, the suspension alone on the bike next to you is, like, $50,000, let alone the motor, the tide bolt kit, like, yeah. like it's, not, it's not even fair. You've brought, a, you've brought a spoon to a knife fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's even. You brought yeah. it in a race spoon. So that's, yeah. like... That's why I kind of I stay away from racing in the states because I just feel like, in my opinion, if I have to pay for it, it's just a waste of money. Where Canada, I'm lining up where, you know, I have a chance of winning. So for sure, and and obviously you showed some speed uh, in the sand to uh, to run up front, and you uh, you also uh, were were able to evade uh, the mud in Regina. Uh, that was an absolute mud bog. Uh, a lot of riders uh, blowing up engines. I can only imagine the the parts account after that getting depleted. Um, but obviously, this season you're coming in with uh, a full head of steam, some some training under you, and uh, look to be doing like to to make some noise in, in the for the full series. Uh, do you think you'll be racing all of the every every round? And if so, uh, how do you plan on uh, dropping that national number that you you have acquired? Well, the plan originally when I went down south to start training was start on the West Coast Series, you know, MX1. I, wanted, I figured I'd do the 450 class this year because it pays a little bit better. But, um, yeah, I couldn't get any help as far as, like, funds or anything. Just no one wanted to really step up. So that diminished. So uh, the plan right now is to race the East Coast rounds, the first couple East Coast rounds of the U.S. Nationals to get warmed up and seat time and then head up to Canada for the West Coast rounds or the East Coast rounds up there. But there's also there's some other things in the works right now for people want to get me to race in the States. There's this one team that's super interested. So kind of just waiting on what they are going to say and then make the official plan from there. But I I want to get to Canada. I like, I like racing in Canada better. When you're in the States, like every – the other riders are your enemies, kind of. We're like, no one likes each other. We're in Canada. Everyone's like, super friendly. The racing is good and all that. But as far as dropping the national number, I'm not too concerned about that. I only got to do uh, four rounds in MX2, and I didn't even finish the one moto. And then Overton was kind of disaster, like I said previously. Mm-hmm. So at Walton, I ended up choosing the race to MX1 class just because it was so muddy. It was pouring Saturday, like insane. I can't believe how good the track actually shaped up after that. But I was not about to, like, I went from Deschambeau to Overton. And Deschambeau, my bike blew up because of the mud, and I did not want to go through that headache again. So I figured I'll just throw my 450 out there, which was stock and lots of hours on it and all that. You know, I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of the Hondas either, especially the 450. But I got actually a decent start. I started like 15. I mean, it's not decent, but. 
it is what it is. And then I yeah. ended up betting seventh the first moto, and then next one, which is good. And then second moto, I got a good start. I was running fourth, like I think we were like seven or eight laps in, and then I tipped over right before the finish line and got up. The radiator got ripped off the side of my bike. So yeah, that's not good. That that's... Moto. <laughs> That's not good for uh, keeping the things going, uh, but good to see that you're showing some speed up here and uh, mixing it up with uh, uh, Ryan Millar and uh, many others. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it's a lot of fun. I like I like Canada, and then I don't know. After racing that MX one race, I kind of like I saw where my speed was in that class too, so I kind of made the choice to race the MX one with the big dogs. But this year, it was like Metcalf, Gorky. Or, Thompson's coming back. There's a lot, it's going to be a lot deeper field for the MX1. So. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe we'll see uh, Josh Hill up again or uh, possibly uh, the 800. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more recognition and a lot more people are starting to notice like the stuff in Canada. It gets overlooked a lot, which I don't know why, because the talent up there, if they came to the States, the top 10 in each class will qualify for the U.S. Nationals, no problem. And the top, you know, three or four guys will be running, you know, decently up front in the States. And I don't know why people overlook Canada or say this and that about it, but the riders up there are serious. It's just like the U.S. or over at the GPs. It's a job for them, and they work hard. I trained down south I, with uh, a GPS, and the Daglias, Benoit, Sassiati, all the top riders kind of trained down there from Canada. To see what like they work hard. Like, I've seen Tyler come back from like 70, 80 mile road bike rides after a hard day of motor. They don't they don't take it as a joke. It's a job, and uh, they're serious about it. That's pretty gnarly, man. So, uh, how did this whole thing work out? Where how did you get connected with Verb? Uh, those guys just call you up because uh, they know you know how to throw the bike sideways, or what? Um, no, I mean. I don't know. I get to like amateur racing. I've not. I haven't. I'm not really like good friends with West or anything. But like Tom Drunette, I had Tom Drunette about it one day. Who films for them? And then he got a hold of Shirky, and then Shirky ended up texting me, and I got. A, I was able to do the ride along, which is pretty cool. It's, it was a fun little neat experience and uh, more exposure, you know, which is great because as a motocross racer, you are your own business. So the better you sell yourself, the more beneficial it is towards you. So that was awesome that they let me do that. Hundred percent. Now, um, seems like you, you're you're definitely coming into this season with uh, a, a better plan than last year. You're going to be a lot fitter. Um, what are your projections, or what kind of do you have any goals for those first few East Coast, uh, like the the Nationals? I imagine you're probably hitting uh, High Point and uh, Muddy, maybe Muddy Creek by the end of the year. Which ones yeah. are you hitting? As far as the states go, the plan was Tennessee. Steel City, Red Bud, and Bud's Creek, I think, were the four before okay. me. My goal for there is, um, I don't know, looking at the names, I know I shouldn't be outside of the top 20. So as long as I'm inside the top 20, I'll be happy. I'll be, you know, not, I'll be, won't be ecstatic about the 20th, but I've never raced those guys as far. There's some of them I have raced, but I've never really been thrown into that field so it's going to be a learning curve for me because it's the best in the world and plus the the pace and everything so it'll all be learning but as far as canada i want the when i wanted to do the west coast and everything the goal was to no matter what 
finish the moto collect points and then at the end of the year be top five which i i'm usually a pretty consistent rider i don't mess up too much i tend to finish motos but no i think that'd be a very attainable goal for you yeah but yeah so you know points at this point aren't what i'd be going for if i'm racing all the east coast rounds it'd really just be you know the best motos i could possibly put in to turn heads to hopefully get a ride I, like last year there were a lot of teams that were showing interest this and that and i was like really like had my fingers crossed i thought something for sure was going to happen between one of the teams that came up to us and asked about it and that and not a single phone call so it was kind of upsetting about that it was a little bit uh not that it made me mad because like, you know i'm beating i beat those guys it's just i don't know I guess it's because everyone thinks I'm from the state. Like I've lived in the states my whole life, but my mom's actually from Quebec, so I'm dual citizenship. I have family in Quebec, this and that. So like, during Scover Dunes, Deschambeau, and um, Saint-Louis, I stay in Quebec with my family up there because they're not far from the two, Saint-Louis and Deschambeau. They're both they're like three hours away from there, so I ride like X Town, Franklin, a couple other tracks that are close. That's cool, man. So, like, motocross is a, is a passion sport, passion over pay- paycheck more often than not. And you seem like a pretty passionate guy, just about throwing your leg over the motorcycle and enjoying yourself. Um, how did you fall in love with the sport of motocross, and uh, what does it mean to you to uh, be able to express yourself uh, with the machine? Um, I just—it's really—it's just what I love to do. Like ever since I was a little kid, it's just. It's always been something that I've had a lot of fun doing where you know, I was like in high school, there's kids that are passionate about football or soccer, this and that, and I've always just been passionate about motocross. So it's just what I love to do. I love going to the track, seeing my friends, having fun and winning. Winning definitely I love winning for sure. Winning is always fun. But it's just <laughs> it's just that like mentality where it's like you're not the best but you're always working to be the best. So you're always improving yourself and I feel like motocross has kept me out of a lot of trouble through high school and all that. Because I never, I was never a bad kid out partying or anything like that. I was always just having fun and gone on the weekends racing my dirt bike. So I feel like it's kept me out of a lot of trouble too. So like as far as like motocross itself, I've never tried to like copy someone or do this and that. I like throwing whiffs and scrubbing and having my own unique little style. I just, uh, I try to put a little Stewart into it. I, James, he's sick. He's for sure my favorite rider. So some of the things he do, I try and mimic. But every time I'm on my dirt bike, if I'm if I'm doing a moto, this and that, and like, things are like not clicking, I'm messing up all my corners, getting sloppy, this and that. I'll just I take a step back and just you know have fun, throw some scrubs, whips, and then come back out the next moto during practice and whatnot. Uh, I try not to take it too serious because as soon as it's not fun you lose a lot of, not so much focus, but like, you don't improve when you're not having fun. So as long as I'm keeping it fun, going free riding in the pits every now and then, not just pounding out lap after lap, I feel like I improve a lot more like that. Well, that's excellent. Uh, who are some of the guys that you ride with on a regular basis that uh, uh, you feed off of and, and uh, get those good those juices flowing? Um, in New Jersey, I have, Dakota Kessler, Joey Peters, Nick Desiderio, 
Uh, they all race the pro stuff mm-hmm. in the state, so I get to judge myself off of them. And there's up and coming riders. And Brandon Hartraff, who's in B class right now, has been on fire this year. He wrapped up like five titles during the amateur nationals, the spring nationals, and uh, he's killing it right now. He's he's definitely on the moto with. Um, there's a couple. Like you'll catch Ronnie Stewart at the track every now and then. And then before I left, I was riding with Jason Lawrence a little bit at his house, which was fun. So we have we have a good group of guys down here that are fast, which is good. Because then, like while they're racing in the states, I can see how they're doing. Kind of judge myself off how I would do down there, and I, I'm sure they do the same if when they see me racing in Canada, they could judge themselves off to see where they would really be. All right, guys. guys. It's time for a commercial. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable, sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice or just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well. You better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. Amigos racing man. But more than box, what Big Jeff likes is a fat bowl. Amigos with bran. Fat bowl. Amigos with bran. Oats for power. Brands for speed. Who that tastes, what a delicious treat. Cereal bees, Emigos. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. So, what do you think of Rich Taylor? Lighter than air and stronger than steel. So, what that means is it can move much faster. 2014 X Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano, and Phantom Goggle, X Brand has the product make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes 
that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, if they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. No doubt. So uh, I got to ask, how did you get, uh, you say you, you like to try and ride like James Stewart. How did you get connected with uh, running the, the seven gear, man? Like that's, your setup is possibly the nicest looking setup around. Like uh, like you said, you might not have the, the best uh support in the world as far as sponsors go but uh that being one of them is uh, is awfully cool and uh like you you were looking on point yesterday yeah i mean i definitely like looking good it's another gear company that didn't look good was like here we'll pay you or if i was able to get my gear for free from someone else I'll, that looks better i'd probably go with the better looking gear but as far as the whole seven thing came around it was through the local dealership, Ocean County Power Sports, last year, they uh, they were selling the gear in-house, and they said they wanted someone to wear the gear to try and promote it to get sales. So that's how I got hooked up with that whole thing. And then Pat over at Bell hooked me up with the sickest helmets, and then Jason Lawrence hooked me up with Honor Energy this year, which they're, they're uh, the ones that have my helmets looking so sick. They send them off to AP Designs and then get it painted, and I get to rock them. So. The whole, and then AGX, Brana AGX, the graphics, he, I get to sit down with him. He's actually a buddy of mine that I grew up with, and uh, we, like, design the graphics together, so I put everything, you know, how I want it, tell him, like, what I think looks sick, this and that, and then he goes and makes it, and then if it's not good, we fix it, and if it's good, we run it, and uh, I've had some sick kits with him. Like, last year on the Hondas, I had some chrome kit at K-Rock that was just, it was so sick. It was probably my favorite graphic I've ever had. So, all together, when it all comes together and I'm riding, or just the setup in general, it just looks sick. And then feeling good, like looking good, it, it like helps. Not that it like boosts your confidence, but if you're looking good, feeling good, you know, it helps. It's like, uh, I don't know. Look good, it's, feel good, play good, you know, you good. Yeah. That's that's the prime time way to be, man. That's that's exactly. That's just that's just the way of life. Um, switching from the Honda to the Suzuki, uh, reasons for the switch to the yellow bike. Uh, how do you like it? I like it a lot. Like I said, I was not. I did not like those Hondas at all. Well, the only bike I kind of liked was my race bike, and I only got to race on it. I couldn't, you know, go and pound out hours on it. So Suzuki, I was on Suzuki pretty much my entire career. 
and then I switched to KTM, which was a complete disaster. Everything in that fell through. And I loved the bikes, but they just broke every time I rode them. And that was last winter. I was at GPF for like five months. I maybe got to ride a total of like two months while I was down there. It was real disaster. And that's what eventually led up to me kind of quitting uh, a couple months after I left GPF before the Canadian Nationals. But it feels like home. Um, the Air Forks took took me a bit to get used to. Like, I honestly, I wanted to just throw them away at first. I hated them, but Tim at Tech Care sat down with me and we did a, sh- a whole bunch of testing. Um, days on days, we got testing all kinds of pressures, this and that. And then I finally got it to where I like the air stuff way better than the springs. I wouldn't even ever want to run spring stuff again. So that was really the only thing that was a little difficult to get used to. But as far as the bike in general, it, just, it felt like home, really, because I was on Suki's for so long. And I was off of them for two years and then came back. And the bike's better than it was. So I'm, ha- I'm really happy with it. And then TLR doing my uh, motor again. It's just complete package really I the best motors and the best suspension so I can't I can't ask for anything better than awesome with the bike awesome and uh, keeping your butt uh, connected to the seat is your Traction MX seat cover uh, how'd you get connected with Pete over at Traction MX and uh, tell us a little bit about how those seat covers not only benefit you on the style side but uh, functionality as well yeah Pete came around like mm. I'd say like two or three years ago I met him and then he was just doing like low key on the side, no big deal. Like just did him because, you know, he did him really. And uh, like just the, like he would use the good materials and the fact that he does them all himself and you could customize them however you want. Like I would get a graphic kit done up and then he, I'd send the pictures to him and he'd be like, all right, all right, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And then, he just come up with some insane seat cover that's sick, and then every like it started like he started doing seats for me, and then like a bunch of local guys that were fast, and then all of a sudden like he was getting overwhelmed with people calling him asking for seats, this and that, and then uh, it eventually blew into some big thing. Like honestly, I'm, I feel like everyone knows about traction and that now. His seats are just sick. They uh. They're just—they're literally just the best. That's all I could say about them because I'll—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll rip through the stock cover eventually. They tend to last pretty long, but not you know anything crazy. And then one time I remember I had to go buy another seat cover, which is a good brand that I bought. I'm not going to say which one, but it was like a hundred and ten dollars too. Mm-hmm. This is this is like 2011, yeah, because I was still in school. Boy. And uh, literally two rides in, it ripped. After spending a hundred and ten dollars, it already ripped. And my Pete seats, the first seat I actually ever ripped from him was just last week, and it had 70-something hours on it. But it didn't even, it's not even that the fabric ripped, it's the stitching ripped apart from, I guess, rubbing so much. But, yeah, like, to get 70 hours out of seat, when sometimes my gear will rip at the knees, too, so, like, my knee braces are constantly rubbing against the seat, and, yeah, out of, like, 10 seat covers that I've had from him, that was the only one that rips. And he has, he puts a special material in at the bottom too, so that way knee braces can't rip through it. And then I like, I like, like the spine designs on the top because they, they hold my butt in place, but they don't like rip it apart. Like he has a he has like the flanges too, but those are too aggressive. Like those blister my butt. I can't, I can't do those. <laughs> 
but yeah, he just, it's just, and his, yeah, about like $110 and then it ripped in two days. Like I was furious. He, my mom was like, she couldn't believe it. And then peak seats, they're, they're affordable and they're way better material. It's, it's really, it comes down to the material and the hand stitching and all that, which is what breaks them apart from other seat companies that don't. So, seat cover around. Yeah, exactly. It, it really is. I mean, there's no, like, he can't mass produce insane amounts of seats, this and that, as of right now. But I'm sure one day, when he wants to take it to the next level, he can. He'll have huge, it's, yeah, his seats are just sick. And the fact that they're custom, that you can make it to any graphics kit. And every time you get a graphics kit, if you want to throw out the money, you get a seat that matches, that's different. He uses different threads, different colors. Like spines on the seats, different colored tops, sides. Uh, he does zebra, camo, all kinds of crazy stuff. It's, it's what no one else is doing right now. So that's what, except that plus the fact that they last so long, they're so durable, is what separates his seats from literally every single other seat company out there. Yeah, and, and they're affordable. Honestly, you said you could buy uh, you could buy one for one hundred and ten dollars, but you can buy two for one hundred and thirty dollars. So uh, by that math, um, they're almost half a, half half price. And like you said, you could go on to uh, Ripped Vinyl MX and design yourself a custom seat, like and actually look what it's going to look like before you do it. Change the thread, change the ribs, change the side panel, the top, you name it, and uh, get yourself something different that kind of sets yourself apart from others. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's sick. Yeah, man. So. Uh, did you, uh, actually, you're, you're one of the few guys that I've actually had on the show that's had the pleasure of trying golden tires. Uh, two weeks ago, those guys, uh, put you through, put, you put some of their rubber through the paces. Um, thoughts on those tires? They're a, a, a sponsor of the show, or at least they, they support us in all that we do. Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple weeks ago came about and ended up getting a set of their tires and I mean, I've had no complaints with them at all. I really like the tires. They haven't really worn down at all or anything. So the fact that they last long, grip well. Um, yeah, I really have nothing bad to say about Golden Tires. A lot of people underestimate other tire brands because, or I guess I'll, I'll, I'll say Golden Tires definitely underestimated a lot because they sort of look like the Pirellis. Like before I tried them, I was like, oh, I wouldn't like those. They look like the Pirellis, this and that. Back in the day, I used to use Pirelli, and I had a bunch of problems with them, so I haven't used them in probably like four or five years. And uh, I've always run Dunlop ever since because, you know, Dunlop is pretty much the tire market these days. Mm-hmm. And um, they came out with the 52s and 32s, which are pretty much spec tires. Yeah. So, um, I finally I figured, all right, I'll, I'll give them a try, and uh, I like them a lot. The, I'm not even sure. It's, I don't even know if it's like a GT... It's the GT. Oh, okay, yeah. so I thought maybe you'd have the, the 232 on the back, or... Yeah, I mean, I don't even know the numbers, honestly. They <laughs> Tyler Waz needs a rider rep for uh, Golden Tires, the one that picked it out for that race, that track, which was English Town. And uh, I'm not even sure which model it is, honestly. I never really looked into it yet. But it hooks up great. Um, I really, really, really like the back tire. Yeah. So. That's cool, man. Just thought I'd get some feedback from you. Well, 
Um, Jesse, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Great to get some information on uh, your program and, and, and hear uh, who's supporting you and what you've got coming down the pipe. Love to see you rip on your motorcycle, man, and it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, do you have a list of sponsors that you'd like to thank before we let you go? <laughs> I wish you would uh give me time to write that down. I'm not even near. Well, this is uh, it's in, it's in, this is post-production, so if you actually want to take like a minute or two to write them down, I'm totally fine with that. Um, like I can edit this part out. Yeah, I'm just going to walk outside real quick look at my bike because if I leave anyone out and they they look at this they'll be pissed off. Uh, just gotta Yeah I'm gonna eat just give me that. just like repeat the question and then uh i'll just list off the sponsors yeah sure uh uh jesse you've got to have some sponsors that uh have been helping you out throughout the uh your trip back to um racing professionally here in north america both across uh, on the south of the border and north uh who are those sponsors that help you out yeah for sure um ocean county power sports without them i wouldn't even have bikes right now to ride and they're who helped me out all last year for the Canadian rounds. And again, they're the ones that are helping me out with seven gear too. So uh, I have to give a huge shout out to them. They, I wouldn't be racing probably without them coming through last year. And then Armor Energy this year stepped up huge, and uh, they're really benefiting me a lot, helping me out with everything. Um, Brand at AGX with the graphics uh, has my bikes looking as good as my kit. So that adds to the, to everything, making everything look good. And um. Tim, Tech Care Development, has my suspension. It's unbelievable how great his suspension is. I've had Pro Circuit A kit, you know, factory connection. I've I've been through it all, and I like his stuff better than anything I've ever had before. And the fact that I know him on a personal level, level we can test whenever we want, benefits me more than anything. I have settings for hard pack tracks, soft sand, everything is taken care of. So I have no worries when it comes to that, no matter what track I'm going to. Um, Scott, uh, I go let's keep my vision clear. Pro Taper, Bell Ray, um, they've been hooking me up for years now. Without them, I don't even know if I can afford to race because oils, lubricants, all that. It's insane how much it costs when I look at prices. So even walking into Walmart and looking at oil prices and stuff, it's crazy how much it costs. So a huge shout out to them. I actually just picked up a bunch of products products from them today, and I really can't thank them enough. Pete at Traction MX Seating. Keeping me planted, ripped. Also adds to my bike looking amazing. Todd at uh, TLR has my motors ripping. And the fact that they're reliable, too. I'm never worried about, oh, is my motor going to blow up? I can't push that much time on it, this and that. Because he has everything down to the science. There's no if, ands, or buts with his stuff. Bell helmet. Um... Dell Blythe, though, will put my friends started. It's going to blow up. It's going to be huge. And uh, I'm glad to be part of that tribe. 
Golden Tire. And yeah, anyone who, uh, anyone else who I forgot, I apologize, but yeah, all you guys are awesome. And I can't thank all the people that actually helped me out enough. Well, right on, man. Uh, like I said, I appreciate you, you taking some time this evening to uh, talk with us. Uh, I'm sure you're probably about to hunker down just like I am to watch some Stanley Cup playoff hockey. Uh, but uh, you have yourself a great week, great weekend, and uh, best of luck as you going forward. Yep, thank you. I appreciate for the, the interview and everything. It was fun. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.